Welcome to the very first episode of Back to Community. This is a podcast where we are elevating business success, but we are doing it through igniting a connection revolution. If you're here and you're like, wait a minute, I thought I was subscribed to the Rita Made Me Do It show. Is this still Rita? Yes, it's still me. What happened to the Rita Made Me Do It show? Go back to the last episode. It's titled something like The Evolution of the Rita Made Me Do It Show. And I give all the information about how and why I've changed the name of the podcast to Back to Community and what my vision is and a couple of other fun things that are going to go along with it. I'm just so excited. I was working on this first episode. And I'll tell you what, the first couple of episodes are really to set the stage for what this podcast is about and to let you know the types of conversations that we're going to be having here, kind of a taste of it, right? But as I was working on this first episode, I was just hit with so many inspired, creative ideas about how I want to get this information to you. So this is a solo episode. There'll be a couple of solo episodes, but oh my gosh, you guys, I am excited. I hope you are excited. There are so many fun things that are going to happen here under this new name, Back to Community. But if you're new, hi, I'm Rita Goodrow. I am thrilled that you are here. I had a podcast for four years called The Rita Made Me Do It Show, and it has been rebranded and brought to you here as Back to Community Elevating Business Success. So again, even if you're new, you can go back to that last episode and get an idea of how this came to be, why this podcast is here, and what you can expect. But I'm glad you're here. However you made it here today, I am glad that you are here. And, you know, the thought that is driving this episode is that today's world is hyper-connected. I don't think anybody is going to dispute that. It is a hyper-connected world, but so many of us feel disconnected. And this podcast is set to change that. It is set to change that feeling to unlock success and fulfillment by getting to the heart of what truly matters. And at the end of the day, that's community. And community is formed on real, authentic, genuine connections, but not just any connection. And so connection, community, and more, whatever, all the things that you need to grow a successful business, we are going to talk about that here. But first, I want you to picture something. I want you to picture two scenarios because this is what's come up between a couple of people who I've met here in Savannah, a few of my clients. Not the same exact scenario, but these scenarios keep playing out. So imagine this. <laughs> you are at a really busy conference. Like there's a big conference. There are a lot of people. You're making your way through the crowd. There are breakout sessions. There are networking events. You are surrounded by people who are very excited to be in the same space as you. And people are exchanging business cards. Everyone is engaging in small talk. But despite the number of people who you meet and in this scenario, you have met a lot, there's just this feeling, like this nagging feeling of still being alone. You are having lunch with people. You are having a drink with people. You are mixing and mingling. You are making connections, but you still feel isolated. And that's because conversations are still feeling shallow. They're feeling slightly forced. And genuine connection just seems to be impossible to create in that kind of environment. And if you've ever felt similar to that, you're not alone. Like I said, this is something that has come up recently with many people who I've been talking to who are going back out to conferences 
and networking events. But now I want you to picture a different scenario. You're on your phone. I don't know. You're sitting at your desk. You're sitting in your office. You're sitting on your couch, wherever it is that you usually grab your phone. And you're scrolling. You're scrolling social media. You're scrolling through all of the feeds. And you are bombarded. You are bombarded by messages. So your emails are going off. Your text messages are going off. All those little red notification circles on every app are going off. The numbers just keep going up. You're getting invitations, invitations to join broadcast channels, invitations to join groups, invitations to join virtual events. You get a few for communities that actually sound somewhat interesting to you, whether it's a broadcast channel community on Instagram or a Facebook group community or Clapper, which is a new app. They have communities that are driven by the creator. So wherever it's coming from, Mighty Networks, all the names, you get a couple of invitations to join some communities that intrigue you. And you're like, okay, maybe this one. I think this is the one that I want to give a shot. And so you join and you're, you're excited. You're hoping to make really meaningful connections, new business contacts, new friends. But instead, those communities just leave you feeling more disconnected than ever. You are looking at feeds. You feel like no one's talking to each other. Everyone's talking at each other. You don't even know if people are there. If these posts have been pre-scheduled, you are looking at the insights from what you have accessibility to, and you can tell that no one is really looking at your posts, and you try to engage on other people's posts, and you're starting conversations. You're asking real questions. You're trying to avoid a lot of the sales, promo feel of posts because you're really wanting to make connections. But yet, day after day, minute after minute, all you see are promotional posts. The conversations that are being had are just superficial. It's kind of like, yay, love it, way to go. Or you feel like right as you might start making a real connection, it turns into a sales conversation. And just it just feels like endless self-promotion. And you're stuck. You're stuck in a space that is claiming to be a community, but is missing a vital ingredient, which is true human connection. And you're frustrated and you feel like, well, how am I going to meet people? How am I going to be a part of a community? Why should I even create my own community if this is what's happening? And if that's the way you're feeling, you're also not alone. Scenarios like that and more are why this podcast exists. This is why Back to Community is here. It is to help you break through the noise and to create really meaningful connections in a world where it is entirely too easy to feel lost. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about building strong connections and communities in a way that propel you and your business forward. Our business is not us. We are not our business, but they go hand in hand, especially when it comes to connections, especially when it comes to community building. So we are going to explore in this episode, the power of authentic relationships, how they can transform your life, your career, your business. I, I keep coming back to this because it's so true. In a world where digital connections are abundant and interaction is actually plentiful, it is time to reclaim the art and habit of genuine human interaction because I really believe that it is a habit and we have fallen out of it. So let's get back to it. Let's get back to community. Success is about more than what you know or who you know. 
It is all about the quality of connections that you have with others. If you're ready to transform your business, elevate your influence, and fuel your financial success, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Rita Goodrow, a community-building expert, business strategist, and speaker who's dedicated to helping individuals, teams, and organizations build stronger connections in an increasingly disconnected world so that they unlock success and fulfillment. And for business, that translates into more creativity, more risk-taking, innovation, and increased profits. Join me weekly to discover actionable strategies, inspiring stories, and transformative insights that will help you connect deeply with your audience, your clients, and your network. Because you see, when you turn those connections into a loyal and trusting community, you will see your business grow like never before. It is time for a connection revolution because success is inevitable when you focus on building community. So let's get back to it. So let's explore more the paradox that I'm talking about, the paradox of connection and interaction in the digital world that we have. I mean, on one hand, we are so privileged. We are so much further than we've ever been before. We have the ability to connect with people in a variety of ways from all around the world. We can share ideas. We can collaborate. I mean, not just through social media apps, but other tools and virtual events and just all the technology that allows us to meet, connect with people, collaborate, share ideas, create, I mean, create end product. Just, it's incredible. We have all of these tools to be able to do this like we've never had before. But at the same time, we are struggling. We are struggling to form deep, meaningful connections with the people that we interact with online. And I know what some of you are going to say, because I've heard this from some people, but Rita, there are people who are online and they are forming deep, meaningful connections. And that's true. But when I ask these people who I'm having a conversation with to give me an example of who these people are, the examples that I'm getting are not necessarily people who truly have deep, meaningful connections. We are making assumptions that people are having meaningful, deep relationships being built based off of certain things that we see. So here's what people are telling me. But look, Rita, I see these people. They are always posting online. They are sharing their own stuff. They're commenting on every comment. They are commenting on other people's posts. They are engaging in groups. They're doing lives. They're supporting other people on their lives. They are participating in chats and discussions and they're trying all the apps and they're just all the time they're sharing all their achievements Rita they're sharing all of their wins and all of their achievements and people are celebrating them and their networks just keep growing their follower counts are growing their connections on LinkedIn are growing and it just no matter what they post it seems like they're connected to someone they appear to be well connected they appear to be successful they seem to have it Rita they seem to have it figured out How did they build these deep relationships, these really connected relationships? To which I say, we don't know that that's true. The fact that they're posting, the fact that they're commenting, the fact that they're celebrating and people are liking their post, even if people are engaging, just what we're doing, the Notes version of this is what we are doing is taking certain external factors and using those to make assumptions that something is true that we don't know is true. 
we think, well, because people are commenting back, because people are liking, because people are sharing, because people are whatever they're doing, that that means that that person has a deep connected relationship with them. Or because that person is posting that they had an interaction with someone somewhere, that that must be a relationship that has been formed. And that's not true. When I talk to some of these people, I'm hearing the same thing. They still feel isolation. They still feel dissatisfaction with the relationships that they have, whether those are relationships with their own communities, with their own audiences, with their own network, with their own clients, with their own potential clients, just their, their own friends, even family. Like it can extend into personal, their employees, their peers, their teams. I mean, this is a universal feeling. Of course, there are exceptions. And of course, there are people who don't feel like this. But I'm saying it doesn't matter if you're getting a lot of likes and you have a lot of followers or you don't have a lot of likes and you don't have a lot of followers. That's not the sign that someone is feeling connected. Because in those scenarios, both individuals are still feeling this sense of isolation and dissatisfaction. And there's a few reasons why this is happening. I mean, first off, it's digital communication. Internet and social media, sure, it allows us to effortlessly interact with people, but those interactions usually lack depth. They usually lack authenticity. People are being very guarded online about what they share. So that's the first thing. They're being very guarded. They have an image. They don't want things to maybe be seen by certain people in certain circles. And, and it really depends on the platform and, and the privacy settings on the platform, all kinds of things, right, go into what someone will say, what they feel comfortable saying, how they have to present something, how they have to word something. So authenticity is at a low in digital communication. But also the depth of the conversations of the interactions that we're having are low, it's shallow, because attention is pulled in a million different directions. People log on and they don't have a huge chunk of time. And there are a lot of different things and a lot of different goals that they have for online. They have 50 emails they have to return. They have to engage on their own social media. They're trying to engage on multiple people's other social media. They're returning texts. They've got some DMs. And so each interaction is short. It's brief. And most of them lack depth. I mean, imagine an entrepreneur. Imagine an entrepreneur who is posting their latest blog or their latest article, and they get a lot of likes, they get a lot of shares, and they get a lot of comments. But all of that engagement, it's not leading to meaningful conversations or deeper connections. And so in the end, it feels like they're just shouting into a void. So they're like, sure, Rita, I have a blog, and I'm putting my blog up, and people are liking it, and few people are commenting on it. But no one's moving into working with me. No one is responding to my emails, you know, that they've gotten on my list as a result of my blog. And then I try to converse with them more. Or if I respond to their comments, they're not taking that relationship any deeper or any further. So it feels like, sure, there's this opportunity, but there's really not <laughs> because it's impossible to create genuine relationships. And the reason that we're feeling like that is because attention is short on social media, everyone is overwhelmed in the digital world, and also that authenticity piece is key. So that's part of what's going on. The other part of what's going on is that the overload, the volume of content, it's truly difficult to engage with every single thing we come across, right? Again, articles, videos, social media posts, it just, it makes any one thing challenging to get our full attention. 
And that even means what we want to give our full attention to. It is challenging in our own space for our own communities and for our own networks, especially as they grow, to give that the attention that that it needs, whether it's one person or it's one piece of content. And again, that just leads back to shallow interactions and disconnection from all of the people and all of the businesses that we're interacting with. We're just not taking time to get to know people on a deeper level. Side note, these are all concepts we're going to be talking about in all of the episodes that are coming up. But a great example of this is with newsletters. I see so many entrepreneurs feeling like newsletters aren't working and they write a newsletter and they send out a newsletter and then they're like, but nobody's clicking to schedule a call. No one's clicking the call to action to do the thing. But when I ask how they're using their newsletters to build deeper relationships with the individual subscribers, but doing it at scale, they don't answer. And that's because they don't have one. And the answer actually is usually, what do you mean? I don't know. And so we're not taking the opportunities that are there to go deeper with the people who are already in front of us. And then you combine that with all of the marketing out there that's still trying to put everyone in a transactional mindset. I mean, a transactional mindset is so prevalent in the business world. So it's easy to fall into the trap of focusing on what you're getting, whether it's getting leads or whether it's getting connections or whether it's getting engagement or whether it's getting sales because marketing focuses you on what you're getting and then highlights what you're not getting. So it's like you should be getting all of these leads. You should be getting all of these things, but you're not. You're not getting it. And I mean, that's true, right? And I'm not knocking that kind of marketing because sometimes we need to see that. Like, that's my problem. I'm not getting X and I'm not getting Y. But we can't stay stuck in the mindset of what we are getting or not getting. Again, future episodes, guys. But because of all of this, we have a transactional mindset. And that mindset is focused on what we're getting, all of those things, rather than on just cultivating relationships, deep connections. In fact, I hear time and time again, but why would I do that? Why would I spend the time to go deeper over here with this person? Or why would I ask these questions? Or Rita, I don't understand. How would that eventually link to somebody becoming a client? Or how could that link to someone becoming a lead? Or how could that link to a sale? Instead of really just looking at it as a standalone, I need to build deep, genuine, authentic relationships. Because it's those meaningful connections that are built on trust and mutual support that contribute to long-term success in a variety of ways. So you might attend a networking event with the hope, the idea of getting potential leads. But if that's where your focus is, you're going to miss out on the opportunity to create real authentic connections with the attendees that could benefit you in more profound ways. So as entrepreneurs, it is crucial that we recognize and address the challenges, all of these challenges, and there are more that we're going to dive into over the next who knows how many episodes, right, to foster true connections and to create a sense of community in both our personal and our professional lives. It's crucial to address all of this because genuine connections and a sense of community are essential. They're non-negotiables. That's why I've switched my whole podcast to Back to Community. That's why I am on a mission to start a connection revolution. That's why all of my keynotes, everything that I talk about, everything that I do out in the world, whether it's with associations or organizations, companies, individuals, it's all built on the foundation of relationships, relationship marketing, relationship sales 
real connections, real community, it is non-negotiable. By overcoming all of these challenges and obstacles, we will be able to foster deeper relationships and it unlocks a variety of benefits. I mean, we're talking about not just like, sure, more sales, although yes, more clients, sure. But here's just a taste of some of the benefits that connection and community help bring about. This is why your success is elevated. It creates improved mental well-being. There is science, there is data. And again, in future episodes, we're going to dive into a lot of this, like the interesting stuff, guys. Don't think it's going to be boring. And I don't know if you know me. And if you're new to me, hi, I'm not the kind that gets stuck in like really boring research and data. But there is data out there that shows that strong, authentic connections with other people contribute to a sense of belonging, contribute to a sense of support. And whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a leader or you're an employee or you're a member of an association, those feelings of belonging and support can then reduce feelings of isolation, which reduces feelings of stress, and it reduces feelings of burnout. And that benefits not only someone's personal life, but it leads to increased productivity and creativity in all of their endeavors. Also, enhanced collaboration and knowledge sharing when we really come at true, deep connections that lead to a different kind of collaboration and information and knowledge sharing. When entrepreneurs form these connections, they're more likely to openly share, openly share their expertise, openly share their experiences, and openly share their resources. And that exchange of ideas leads to innovative solutions. It leads to a high level of creativity and innovation, which then opens the door to more collaboration opportunities and then collective growth within the entrepreneurial community as a whole. It also, all of these connections and community, I mean, one thing you've heard me say is it increases customer loyalty. Community boosts customer loyalty. There's something, there's a concept, I've talked about it in past episodes, and we're going to talk about it again, called social dollars. And people who are part of a true community, a true community that you've created, are 19% more likely to invest in your services and in your products And your community as a whole is then more likely to do the same. And it all is related to loyalty and brand reputation, which is increased through genuine connection, through authentic community. So by having these relationships, you can create a sense of trust and loyalty that goes beyond transactional, beyond I have a thing, you need the thing, let's do the thing, right? People are more likely to recommend and support businesses where they feel personally connected, not just to the business but to individuals within the business. And that ultimately contributes to positive brand reputation and long-term success. Also, community and connections as a whole provides access, access to valuable networks and more opportunities. Authentic connections open doors to new opportunities, partnerships, referrals, mentorships. So a strong network, a strong network of strong connections can provide a different level of support guidance and resources. When I'm talking about connections, it's not about quantity. It's not, well, the more connections I have, then the more support I'll have. It's the quality of the connections that you have. And finally, all of this can create more personal growth and development. When you have these meaningful connections, you're engaging in deeper conversations, it just leads to higher self-awareness. And you can learn from all of the experiences and insights of others. And it broadens your perspectives, And it actually has been shown to enhance problem-solving abilities. And if you don't think that that has a direct positive impact on your business, I don't know what to tell you because it does. But what I hope you can see is that 
addressing all of these challenges that I've talked about and fostering connections and community in your life. And we're going to talk about, well, how do I overcome these challenges, Rita? I didn't really think there was a way, right? But when you do it, when you do it, you unlock all of those benefits and more, and you pave the way for that success in your personal and professional life. Now, it's funny. So, so not, I mean, I run a mastermind group. I have one, but I am also a member of a different mastermind group, not a member of my own. I'm a member of a different mastermind group. And I announced to that group that I was rebranding my podcast as Back to Community. And a couple of the members were like, well, of course you are. Like, this makes complete sense because, Rita, you are all about community. Your entire journey has been built on community and connection. So some of you know and some of you don't know, but in explaining a little bit of how community connection and learning this, the art, the science, the habit of connection and what community building really is and what it means and what a community itself really is and how you manage a community and how you foster a community, all of these pieces. When I share with you what it has done for me, you will see why this is so important for me. So, I mean, it started when I was young. There was I was at church and there was no youth group and I wanted to have connections with other youth at church and I wanted to do more social things. So I started a youth group, right? Fast forward a few years and I found myself struggling to find singles groups. Like I was single, I was fresh out of a relationship. Well, not fresh. I was out of a relationship and finally ready to date again for the first time. And I was living in D.C. at the time. And all the singles groups were in the city. And I lived in the suburbs, meaning, I don't know if you guys are familiar with D.C. traffic, but it was going to take like an hour for me to get to the event. And by the time I got there, the event was going to be over. And I was really frustrated that there was nothing near me. So I started a meetup group called Singles in the Suburbs so that I could meet other singles in my area. The point wasn't to find love. It was just to meet other people in the same life situation. I thought maybe I'd meet a few people, and then the group would kind of shut down. But after the first month, there were 100 members, and it kept growing. It grew to over 5,000. It became rated as one of the top three singles groups to meet people in the D.C. area for a few years in a row. I mean, I never expected it, never expected the group to grow like that, but it did. And then having built that, having built that singles group, which I ran for six years prior to leaving my life as a lawyer and starting my own business, I mean, because I had run that singles group, I had built strong connections. I had gained valuable insights into singles and into the audience of singles and into the challenges that people were having and the results that people wanted and dynamics in dating and Running the singles group gave me so much insight, but that was like, that was fun. That was a thing because I was a lawyer. For those of you who don't know, I was working as a business and real estate lawyer. But then there came a day that I left my life as a lawyer and I decided to become a dating coach. And my date coaching business took off quickly. It was very successful, very quickly. And the reason why was because of the group, because I had run this community of singles. And the reason that the group, the community, created the situation where my date coaching business had built so quickly is because I had gained loyalty and trust in my relationships with the members. So not only did I have insight and valuable information that allowed me to connect with my audience once I was a dating coach, but I had already formed authentic relationships and deep connections and had gained a huge amount of trust and loyalty from showing up as a leader of that community. Because I had created 
a safe and supportive environment. So all of that is what allowed my date coaching business to thrive. And so when I transitioned from date coaching into business coaching, which I did after a year of date coaching because so many people were asking me how my date coaching business grew so quickly, I knew the power of community. And I knew that community was something that I wanted to bring into my new business. But my new business, this business coaching, was really more of a digital business and not so much an in-person geographic region kind of business. And so for the first time, I created a true online community. And at the time, it was called Women's Business Garden. Now it's called The All-In Entrepreneur. And spoiler alert, there's something exciting coming. I'm just not announcing it yet. But I created this online community. But building that community came with a whole different set of challenges than building my in-person meetup community. So a community in the digital space brought with it algorithm changes, which limited visibility of posts and information, and it made it really difficult for members to see and engage with content, especially over time. And then at the same time as the community was growing, this push for entrepreneurs to provide a ton of educational marketing, that was also on the rise. That was growing. And so then all the educational marketing was pouring into the online community. And then on top of it, obviously, I mean, this is something that I even coach clients on, but not in this way, not in this way, but using virtual assistance, using support to help you, right, with all of these admin tasks. So what was happening is rise of educational marketing outsourcing it to VAs. VAs are posting for business owners and groups. No one's really there. No one's really seeing. Things are getting scheduled. Automation efficiency, yay. But what that did was inhibit true connection and communication in online spaces, including in my community. And then all of that, right, all of the content, all of the posts, and the internet really blew up, and it became like a big thing. I mean, not that the internet blew up. I mean, guys, the internet's been around for a while been wildly successful for a long time. But I mean, especially Facebook communities for entrepreneurs and all of this stuff. But what it did was it caused people to become overwhelmed. And that overwhelm led to disengagement. I mean, we saw people saying, you know what, I'm leaving groups. There are just so many groups. But it wasn't just overwhelm. It was that feeling of overwhelm coupled with not having formed true, genuine connection and true, genuine community. And because also of the fast-paced nature of online interactions, it just made it even more challenging to foster deep connections and conversations. Because if you didn't log on, all of a sudden, there was a whole feed of hundreds of posts that you missed and who had time to go back and read through. And then you just felt like, well, I'm just going to post mine and leave. And you see what I'm saying? There were so many challenges. And to overcome those challenges, and I have to continuously, this is not something that's been one and done, I have to continuously work to overcome challenges because there are new challenges every day in the digital space. But at the end of the day, the common denominator is to overcome them. I focus on putting people first and serving first. I focus on people and serving as a trusted advisor first. That is more important. That is more important than sales. That is more important than followers. That is more important than anything else. People first and serving them as a trusted advisor. That means I encourage conversations. I encourage connections. I create the space for that to happen. I create interactive opportunities. And you might have seen them. I have created happy hours and podcast clubs and book clubs and community engagement threads and other virtual events. And even within my own virtual kind of educational events, I have moments of interaction and connection between 
everyone who's in attendance. And for a while, I was having in-person meetups in the D.C. area. And I was also fostering and encouraging meetups between members in other areas. And I will say that what that did was allow the people who met in person to bring that energy, trust, and connection into the online space, which then other people mirrored. But most importantly, I just took time to learn about members, and I continue to learn about the members through everything that's happening in the group space and in other ways that we'll be sharing about in future episodes. But I use that information to deepen individual relationships. And so by doing things like that, I can navigate. I could say I was able to navigate, but I'm continuously navigating through all of the challenges that the online space presents. And my goal is always, how can I foster authentic, genuine connections within my community? Not connections between me and my community, although yes, that is a piece of it. I mean between the members. Connections that are rooted in trust. Connections that are rooted in understanding because that is what allows me to support them. That's what allows my members to grow personally and professionally. So, Leading with a philosophy of relationships first and sales second is what enables you to create a strong community that benefits not only individual members, but the overall success of you and your business and the lives of the members. And what I'm trying to say, I'm saying it like over and over in a roundabout way. When we're talking about creating community in your business and we're talking about community building and connection and how it can elevate business success, I do not want you to view this as a strategy. Connection and community building is not a strategy. That's why I hate when I hear entrepreneurs say, do you have a connection strategy? Do you have a community building strategy? Like, it's not a strategy. It has to be a philosophy. It has to be a way that you live your life. It's a philosophy infused in your business. Relationships and connections first. Being a trusted advisor first. That will allow you to overcome all of these challenges and create meaningful and lasting connections. I'm so excited for you to join me on Back to Community as we explore over time the power of community and connection in our lives and in the world of business. And I want you to see that this is not just true now. This is a cycle that repeats. I mean, we can go back to the Industrial Revolution. That was a huge period of change. The world transitioned from, you know, small-scale craft-based industries to mass production (laughs) to factories, and that allowed businesses to grow and expand. But that huge growth and expansion also resulted in a loss of personalized one-to-one connections between the producers and the consumers. I mean, artists who once knew their customers by name were replaced by machines and large-scale operations, and that made it more challenging to maintain these personal relationships. And because of that, consumers were more likely to receive standardized products, right, just kind of like cookie-cutter type products with less personalization that led to a decrease in satisfaction and a decrease in loyalty. And I mean, guys, do we not see that in today's landscape happening again? We have artificial intelligence. We have McDonald's, like, replacing all of their workers with machines. We have a lot of the same things that are happening, especially as we have these other softwares and these other things that are allowing us to do things at a larger scale than we ever had before. I mean, I was talking about it earlier with automations and with even support and other assistants and other people. Like, we have tools available to us, but we have to be careful because there's still an importance of maintaining personal connections with prospective clients, with audience, with community, with current clients, despite the scale of your business. You have to do that to ensure satisfaction and long-term loyalty. 
but it's not new, right? It happened before. I mean, then we had the rise of advertising, right? That happened in like the early, maybe the early 20th century, but all of these businesses, right, as they grew, then there became mass media advertising. We had to reach more people. We had to go, why do you not see the same philosophy happening again and again? This is a cycle, guys. It repeats, right? And while that allowed companies to increase visibility, it was also, again, not personal, very impersonal between businesses and customers, right? Instead of personal connections, it was now connecting with audience through newspapers, with billboards, radio, television, and all of that's what brought us to where we got to recently, which was the transactional mindset. And I've talked about this in other trainings, why and how businesses got to a place where they are focused on sales and numbers and leads rather than building genuine relationships. And it was because businesses were growing so fast. They were growing so fast and it became, well, we don't have to build all these relationships. We can just go and we can do these things and we can get clients and customers. And it really was like a transactional world. That's how businesses really were growing. But because of that mindset, because of all of that, consumers then over time started to feel less valued. And they also became less likely to remain loyal to a brand. And that caused overall a lack of trust, a lack of trust between consumers and businesses. And how that shows up today is there is now this like kind of inherent lack of trust. And we saw it happen again, right, with the digital age. So with the advent of the internet, social media, mobile technology, businesses had all these ways to reach their audience. But just like we discussed earlier, information overload, surface level interactions, I mean, sometimes just downright fraud, right? Focus on the transactional relationships was still going on instead of authentic connections because of all of the ways that there were to make connections. The focus became going wide instead of deep. The focus became on followers. The focus became on superficial metrics, like all of that, the transactional relationships rather than authentic connections. And the consequences of all of this, but especially of that last shift I was talking about, is decreased trust, a lack of trust, lower trust between consumers and businesses. And that is a more challenging environment for businesses to stand out. And with the disconnection in the world as a whole, with all of the noise online already making it difficult to stand out, and then consumers just already having an inherent distrust in what they're seeing and in business because of everything that happened before that I gave, like historically, right, that presents all new challenges. So entrepreneurs today have to, you have to prioritize meaningful relationships with audience, community, prospective clients, customers, current clients and customers, your business foundation. And again, it's a business philosophy, not a strategy, must be a human-centered approach that prioritizes and fosters trust and loyalty for success, for true success. So I just give that background because by understanding all of the historical moments and their consequences, you can really see lessons about the importance of it because there will always be things that are created and that come up that can displace it, that will make you feel like, oh, well, that's not just a great use of my time because I can get X, Y, and Z without having to do that. There will always be new advancements, technologies, changes in culture that will pull you away but the same cycle repeats. While it might be hot for a second, and while your business might thrive for a second, over time, it always results in the same thing. Lack of trust, lack of your consumers and clients feeling seen, heard, understood, appreciated, feeling like they're getting subpar service, subpar products, 
feeling disconnected from you, which decreases trust again, decreases loyalty, and decreases just everything about business success. So you must focus on building genuine relationships that lead to trust and loyalty increasing. And that's how you're going to get successful now and in the future and through every cycle that happens. That's why we need to go back to community. That's why there's an importance in connections. That's why we are at a place where we need to have a connection revolution again because a variety of things took us away from true connection, whether that was pre-pandemic, whether that was during the pandemic, whether that's post-pandemic, the advent of remote work and hybrid work and virtual conferences and overwhelm of social media and people leaving jobs and starting businesses. I can mix a million things into a bowl. We have all of this going on, but there will always be something that comes up, something that goes on that will make it feel like it's harder to whatever, to prioritize relationships and community. But if you learn these things, how to do that as a philosophy, and you infuse that in everything you do, you'll write out every cycle, everything that happens. That's how success is elevated. What are some things that you can do? I mean, here I am saying, here are all the challenges. Here's how historically it's all gone down. This is why this is so important. But you're thinking about Rita. What can I do? I'm trying. I'm posting online. I'm engaging. I'm doing all of these things. But, but you're saying maybe that's still not true connection, which might be true because, Rita, I'm really not feeling connected to people and I am feeling more isolated than ever. And, and so what do I do? The first thing is really, truly prioritize relationships. Shift your mindset from focusing on sales and leads and shift it over to building authentic connections with the people you're already connected to. Who is already in your world? Who's already on your list? Who's already following you on Instagram? Who's already following you on Facebook? Who's already at the networking groups you go to? Who are already your clients? Who are your past clients? Like, who are the people you're already connected to? Whether it's been from a past life in high school, whether it's now just the people who are already there, eyes that are already on you, how can you prioritize building authentic connections with them? By doing so, you will foster trust and loyalty and long-term success. So switch to going deeper with what's already in front of you and let go of the need to do more, to seem, to find more, more, more. And that means you need to make time for interactions. You need to make time for one-on-one interactions. I have a link where people can schedule what I call a connection call with me. Set aside time for personal interactions. You hear about one-to-ones at a lot of networking. But I even talk to clients of mine who say that the only time they talk to their own clients is during a session or maybe part of the communication that is given between sessions with clients. So set aside time for personalized interaction with your clients, the current clients you've got right now. How can you have more personalized and maybe even more social interaction with them, like on a personal level, not only a professional level? How can you get to know more about them? How can you allow them to feel more seen, more heard, more understood than can occur just through doing business with you? The same is for peers, right? The same is for your current networks. Again, all of these people we just said, all the people that you're already connected to, whether it's a phone call or a video chat, whether it's in person, whether it's even a group setting where you invite all of your clients onto a group, like, and then you can kind of leverage that time a little bit, but you still want to have those authentic individual conversations and connections. But the deeper connections will help you understand them more. That's number one. You'll understand their needs more. But then 
it will also strengthen relationships. You can also leverage technology. Like I said, you can leverage technology. You can use technology to enhance rather than replace, guys, personal connections. So video conferencing, Bonjoro videos, social media, digital tools. We're going to be talking about all of that. I'm not going to go into that too much. We're going to go into all of that in future episodes. I'm just giving you the idea. Every little action that I'm talking about, these are all going to be standalone episodes coming in the future, right? You need to create spaces for meaningful conversations, encourage deeper connections between the people who are in your network, not just with you and them, but between each other. How are you providing for substantial discussions online and offline, whether that's through lunch and learns, webinars, book clubs, podcast clubs, mastermind groups, in-person meetups, with the purpose of allowing other people to share ideas and experiences and offer and receive support. And I've already said focus on quality over quantity, right? Aim for fewer but more meaningful connections. And that's online, offline. Like, again, go deeper with what you already have. I feel like a broken record, right? Listen and engage. Are you actively listening to all of these people who you're already connected to? Because when I say, how many posts of other people did you read? How many things did you engage on of theirs? How many things did you spotlight and elevate of theirs? People are like, oh, not really. Really didn't do it, right? Like, if you have a podcast, how many other people's podcasts are you listening to and engaging on? Just, guys, listen and engage. Listen and engage. You're going to demonstrate genuine interest in them, empathy. It's all going to strengthen relationships. Offer value and support first, right? Offer value and support. Share expertise, resources, experiences with other people in your network. And then you have to cultivate a sense of community. You have to cultivate a sense of community. We're going to talk about that in future episodes in a real big way. And obviously, all of these people that you are starting to connect with, nurture them. Don't let connections fade away. I can't tell you how many people get somebody on their list or get a whole group of, they they might be speaking somewhere. And then they get people on their list and then they never send a newsletter. Or they get an email and they have a sales call and it doesn't result in a client and then they don't talk to that person again. Or they meet someone at a networking event and they mean to get together and chat or maybe they had a quick chat, then they don't chat again. Don't let connections fade away, which is why we're going to be talking, how do you do that when you have so many potential connections? Again, future episodes. But check in regularly with the people in your network because maintaining strong relationships means that you are providing a supportive community. So those are just some tips, and we're going to go into those. Again, this is a taste of what's coming in the Back to Community podcast. That's how you can start building these authentic connections that are going to benefit everyone. The key to success, like success is inevitable when we focus on creating genuine, authentic connections and strong communities. I mean, I'll give you a real a real world example as I hold my iPhone and I'm thinking about it, right? I mean, Apple a really well-known company has masterfully woven connection and community into their business. That's how they've created such a loyal customer base, and that's why they've been able to drive growth. Despite ups and downs, they're always driving growth. I mean, that is dedication to creating an enjoyable user experience. We're going to talk about this in the future. Like, why is that so important in creating connection, the user experience, whether it comes from interacting on your website, to going through a certain process or conversation with you. And in Apple's case, it's looking at the products. It's when you purchase a product, the unboxing of it, the way that it comes boxed to you, all of this, right? And innovation and design and all of these things. But the Apple Store, so we have Apple, but the Apple Store really shows this commitment to community building. So they have a welcoming space. It invites their customers to explore, 
to linger, to be engaged, to ask questions. I mean, you can even sit there and work if you wanted to, right? They also have workshops and training sessions and events which allow customers not only to connect with them, but to connect with each other. Because again, that power of community, when we are connected to other people who are also connected to the business, we are more likely to become connected to the business. And that's why they're providing these opportunities for customers to learn, connect, and engage, not just with the brand, but with other Apple lovers, right? With other Apple enthusiasts. And then they have these product launches and these keynotes and all of that plays a role in cultivating connection because of the way that they create anticipation and excitement and buzz within the community. What that does is it actually forms strong bonds between the customers. I could go on, right? But as a solo entrepreneur or a service-based business, you can do a lot of the same. You can learn a lot from Apple's example. So if you also have an emphasis on connection and community building, even a small business can really create the sense of belonging and shared purpose. Belonging and shared purpose among your clientele, your prospective clients, and that will elevate your success. Don't worry. Again, future episodes, we're going to break this down. But how, Rita, how? This is just letting you know that's exactly what we're going to talk about here in Back to Community. Today's episode has really been to remind you to serve as a powerful reminder of why community matters, why community matters in business, and you can't ignore it, and also why it's time for a connection revolution. Interaction, the highest it's ever been. Feeling of connection, the lowest it's ever been. The feeling of isolation, again, the highest it's ever been. Whether that's entrepreneurs feeling isolated from other entrepreneurs, whether that's consumers feeling disconnected from companies, there is a lack of trust in institutions across the board. There's a feeling of disconnect from government. There's a feeling of disconnect from business. There is a feeling of disconnect from education. There is a feeling of disconnect from each other. There is a feeling of disconnect between peers. There is a feeling of disconnect between leaders and employees. There's a feeling of disconnect between associations and organizations and its members for a variety of reasons that we've talked about here and that we're going to continue to talk about. But a lot of that, the disconnect, is from a lack of trust, and they kind of are a circle that feed each other. Lack of trust creates disconnection. Disconnection creates lack of trust. So, so we have to have a connection revolution. Connections are not happening. The habit of connecting has gotten lost. The art, the science, and the habit of connecting. True connection. Not these shallow connections. Not quantity. Not frequency of connection. But true connection has gotten lost. And so it is time for a connection revolution. But what is that? It is a movement that recognizes the importance of genuine relationships. And for genuine relationships to happen, we have to provide and allow for individual authenticity. And when we have that individual authenticity, true community, and genuine relationships, genuine connection, trust increases, loyalty increases, growth increases, creativity, innovation, productivity, profits. I could keep going on and on. But really, this calls, this revolution calls on you to put people first and make connections a foundation of your business, to create a philosophy that is woven throughout everything you do. Because again, information overload, technology, disconnection, we have to prioritize this. So I want you to leave this episode thinking, well, what can I do to start embracing this right now? 
What's something that I can do in 24 hours? And if you can't think of it, reach out to someone. Reach out to a client, a past client, or a peer, and initiate a meaningful conversation. Ask about something in their life. Genuinely engage in them. Tell them you were thinking about them. You wanted to know how they were. You wanted to know what was going on for them. Maybe you saw something and you wanted to email and go deeper about that and ask more questions. That simple act can be the catalyst for a deeper connection, and you never know where it'll lead you. And that's not all because there are more episodes, right? And in the next two specifically, we are going to dive really deep into the art, habit, and science of connection. And we are also going to talk about building community, the actual steps, what it means and how you do it. You don't want to miss those episodes. They're going to be jammed, packed with actionable insights and strategies and philosophies and mindsets to help you change your approach to your business connections. So let's do it. Let's do it together. One authentic connection at a time. We are going to get back to community. I'll talk to you next week. I hope you feel inspired and ready to take action on building powerful connections and communities. Now it's time to spread the love and share this connection revolution with others. If you enjoyed today's episode, snap a screenshot, share it, or post about it on social media and tag me, Rita Goodrow. I would absolutely love to see it. In fact, as a way of saying thank you, every month I select one person to win my community building resource bundle. This bundle is packed with tips, resources, and exercises to help you build and grow community. Let's get more people in on this adventure to elevate their business success through community and connection. And remember, we are all in this together. So let's continue the conversation in the Back to Community Facebook group. You'll find the link in the show notes. Until next time, keep connecting, keep growing, and let's get back to community.